0: About therapy. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 31 here on What About Therapy. I'm Enoch Fossum. And I'm Austin Ivey. We're both in school right now to become licensed marriage and family therapists. And today we're going
1: to be talking about the question, Can you
0: fake it till you make it? Or rather, can you fake it till you become it? Let's find out. Let's do it. Okay, we're just going to hop right into it. Yeah. And have some fun. Let's get right into it. So like you heard right there in the intro you heard apparently in the south actually it could be a thing here i just don't know maybe we're out of the loop but one of my friends shout out to spencer if you listen you know who you are spencer but uh he says heard as like how i would say like sick like or that's cool he heard. says heard
1: huh i never heard so, that i lived in I don't the know. south for a while I never heard that before yeah. i, I never, don't know if that's a southern
0: thing or if that's before. like a i don't know only the what the cool kids say. So I guess I wasn't around the cool kids in the south. If that's the case, yeah. I, so yeah, I'm, I, don't I definitely know. wasn't. But anyway, like you heard, like you heard, we're gonna talk We're gonna talk about faking it. And <laughs> I think when when I first heard this topic, or at least like fake it till you make it, a long time ago, I'm like, eh, that's probably not true. Like, I'm sure you could fake it, and you might get there, but you would deal with you know things like imposter syndrome. How You would, your mind would say, you're not really supposed to be here. You just faked it. You're, you're a phony, blah, blah, blah. But I think after this episode, you'll change your mind just like we have. Both of us. Which is actually really fun. So the main video, the main source that this episode is going to be from is from the TED Talk, Fake It Until You Become It by Amy Cuddy it was back in 2012. We'll put the video in the show notes so you can watch it. It's about 20 minutes and it's awesome. She's a great speaker and it's just really fun to listen to her. We're also going to pull from several different sources mm-hmm. that we will also link in the bio for you to read if you want to read more into yeah. it. It'll be there. Yes. So first we're going to talk about animals and we have a lot in common with, you know, different primates, mammals. Yeah. We really do. Monkeys. Yeah. Lots um, of similarities with them. If you look at let's just say a monkey or a dog. I think a dog's a a better example because most people know what dogs look like when they're sad, happy, excited, all that. So when you see a sad dog, how do you know it's sad most of the time? His tail's in between his legs, is Yeah, ears are down, pushed back maybe to lie as flat as he possibly can. He gets real low to the ground when he knows he's in trouble and he just shrinks, he gets really tiny. And what that does, like mentally, to the brain, is it releases cortisol. When you're really, when you shrink, when you get tiny, when you get kind of defensive and protective, Mm -hmm. it releases cortisol, which is the stress hormone in your body. Now, the opposite of that is when a dog is excited, his tail's up, wagging, ears are up as well. He, when he wants to play, his arms even go out a little bit more and he takes up a lot of space. And when that happens, the equivalent of like serotonin and dopamine, all those chemicals, the happy energy chemicals are released when you take up more space.
1: Yeah, it's interesting that it shows in all types of different animal I guess hierarchy is animal, like the entire circle of life, I guess. The animal kingdom. The animal that's the word kingdom. I'm looking for. The animal kingdom. Yeah. And in a great book, we talk about him all the time. Jordan Peterson wrote an amazing book called 12 Rules for Life. And in the first chapter of that book, he talks about this in regards to lobsters. And you might not know this or even believe this, but 350 million years ago, according to scientific theories and of evolution, we... We're on the same evolutionary path as lobsters. And so there's parts of us that have similar DNA structures as lobsters. Pretty interesting thing.
0: When you get sunburned.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's really the biggest thing. That's what we kept. And our hands we can turn into claws. (laughs) Um, But another thing that we really kept with us is social hierarchies and posturing in the way that we deal with other people and our, I guess, our mental status and the way that we go about the world. And so he talks about this really interesting study that was done, I can't I can't cite the study that he's citing, but how lobsters that are at the top of the food chain, the ones that get all the ladies, have all the food, and have the best hidey hole, the best place to live, <laughs> um, he talks about how they have the best home, the best <laughs> land, the best feeding grounds, the best breeding area, access to all the best mates, I guess, they have this really bold and strong posture, and that they carry themselves as if they are worth something. They walk around, they make themselves really big, as if they're always ready to defend themselves in a way that like, they're going to defend their honor. And then on the opposite side of the food chain, the food chain, with these other lobsters, the ones that have the worst access to, to feeding the worst homes, and really just like the lower socioeconomic status of lobsters, the way they walk about, they're very small, and they, their curls, their tails curl up and they make themselves as small as possible in a defensive mode at all times. And that plays into their, their neural circuitry, I guess, with their serotonin, or I guess the equivalent of serotonin, and serotonin is like the happy drug that a lot of people will cite when it comes to like feeling happy, feeling good. It's a mood-stabilizing neurotransmitter that is released when you're feeling good. And with those higher, the higher end of the hierarchy lobster, lobsters, those serotonin circuits are really high, and they're really active. And with the really low lobsters, the low lobsters on the food chain, the ones the that are always... Lobsters. The beta lobsters. The lobsters, ones that are always curled up and scared and trying to defend themselves from the next attacker. Um, they have really low serotonin levels. And so it's, it's all over the, um, the animal kingdom here. Even in the crustaceans that live on the bottom of the ocean, this posture plays <laughs> a huge part in the way they, like, they feel about themselves, I guess. And
0: the way they appear to other people. Mm. It's a very interesting thing. Those lobsters in the higher hierarchy probably went to AlphaCon. Did you hear about that? No, <laughs> I haven't heard about that. So, you know Comic-Con? Yeah. There's literally a convention called AlphaCon. Okay. And it's about how men can <laughs> learn to be more alpha in life.
1: So, so the beta males, if you, like myself, probably need to go to
0: AlphaCon. Yeah. Maybe there will be. We could start a BetaCon. <sighs> yeah, that's more my nice. <laughs> speed, definitely. But maybe we could we could have started a booth at AlphaCon. Like, you want to know how to lobsters. be more alpha? Talk about lobsters and posture.
1: Mm, and we're going to talk more about
0: that. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. <laughs> and so, <clears throat> Amy Cuddy, she studies communication, but not communication that we speak, right? Not when, like how we're talking right now. She studies nonverbal communication and... The majority of our communication on a day-to-day basis is non-spoken, so it's without words, through body language, posture, and so that's what Amy Cuddy studies is posture and body language. What is being said without actually speaking? And so she goes on to talk about, like we just talked about, how, you know, some of the animals in Animal Kingdom, they get real small when they Get defensive, or when they are being intimidated, they tend to shrink. And just the opposite when they have confidence, like the lobsters, the ones that have more confidence and all the ladies in a good hidey hole, they have higher serotonin levels. levels. And I don't know if, uh, did they talk about how cortisol is also lowered at all in that? Like with
1: posturing? Yeah, yeah like yeah. It, it talks about how, um, the more, I guess I'll say the higher status lobsters. I'll yeah. just say that the ones that are on the higher status, they, they obviously feel more secure and they feel like that they're not always in danger mm-hmm. because of their status yeah. and their posture. That they um, they just dis- they displayed less signs of sicknesses and like they're more healthy in that mm-hmm. way because of the effect their cortisol has on like immune systems and your overall health. you're always being chocked full of stress hormones, your body's not going to function properly, and so the The lobsters that were higher in the serotonin levels and the higher hierarchy, the higher parts of the hierarchy, I should say, um, they definitely exuded lower levels of stress hormones. Yeah, it makes
0: sense. Yeah. It makes sense. With security comes less stress.
1: Yeah, and and, that comes from a lot. just comes from their posturing too. So it's really interesting
0: stuff. So what we can see here is that the way we feel can change the way we speak And not necessarily, like, physically, but with our body language. Mm -hmm. The way that chemicals have an effect on us, the way we feel, can, affects the way how, like, literally affects the way you look. Which I think is really interesting. However, what Amy Cuddy proposes, and what, so does Jordan Peterson, what they propose is that you can reverse it. So if you feel good, then your body will be, you know, more upright, Like Jordan Peterson says, shoulders back, what does he say? Head up with your shoulders back? Stand up straight with your shoulders back. Straight with your shoulders back. Yeah. If you feel good and you do have good postures, you have you have you're more confident, can you reverse it? As in if you have good posture, if you present yourself in a powerful way, can you change the chemicals inside your brain, inside your body to where Let's say you're not feeling confident, but if you pose confident in a powerful position, then can you literally become confident because of your pose, even though you weren't before? And the studies show, all the studies have shown, that the answer is yes. So Amy Cuddy says that you can change your entire life in just one to two minutes of holding a power pose. And generally, she says a power pose is you want to take up as much space as possible. So think of guys that you see, like the cool kids at school, or someone sitting on a bench who looks powerful. They're taking up a lot of space. They're just
1: like, yeah, not doing that thing. Yeah. And she talks about it in the TED talk. Where like yep. the yep. she was a she was teaching at a business college or something mm-hmm. like that, and like the business majors that were like the frat boys and stuff like that. They'd come in, they'd sit like this, and when they'd raise their hand, they'd like. Yeah. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see this. But if you're not, go to YouTube and watch he it. Has his hands high hand up in the but, air, but they're like all <laughs> spread out. And they're like this, and then the kids that are, like, the lower, the defeated lobsters, that's what Jordan Peterson would call them, yeah. they're, like, really small, and they raise their hands, like, really close to their bodies, so just in case they can, they need to defend themselves, um, in metaphorical way, like, that's what our posture does, but they take as much, as little space as they can, Yeah, like, it, it shows, it's very, um, it's such a big conversation of what you're saying about yourself, and the way that you feel, it's all... It's nonverbal,
0: but it's saying a lot. Yeah. So, to get these feelings, to feel confident, to get higher serotonin levels, lower cortisol levels, you need to feel powerful. And Amy Cuddy talks about how you need to be in a powerful pose. And again, generally, it's just taking up a lot of space. And Austin and I were talking about how our power poses are kind of like not, they don't take up a ton of space, but we feel powerful in them. Mm-hmm. Like, for some reason, my power pose is this. So, I and kind of crossing my arms with one hand you know on my on my face like I'm kind of like I'm thinking I stroke my mustache. Oh, that's another thing. You probably think we look pretty weird darn weird right now and yeah. I I'm, I'm so sorry. We they're applying for a job right now and we had to shave.
1: They don't they only allow mustaches for this job, <laughs> which is weird because mustaches look weird.
0: But. Yeah. They look like certain people. <laughs> we all know.
1: It's a it's a cultural thing. Yeah. We all know, we know. what we're talking about.
0: It's the elephant in the
1: room. So if you are watching on YouTube and you notice that, I guess Apologies. that's the elephant in the room. Yeah. <laughs> we both look weird
0: with the mustache and scrub. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah, we're gonna grow it out until the summer. We'll see what happens in life. But Yeah, it'll still look more normal as the as the year goes on. Yeah. Anyways, so I kinda stroke my mustache and fold my arms a little bit. But my my base, like my feet, kind of are a bit wider and I'm not they're not really close to each other i'm taking up a lot of space as far as my feet go but i feel just really powerful as i stroke the stash and that's kind of my power pose mm-hmm. especially when i'm like teaching or listening i like to i don't know it's like a wisdom pose yeah you know? if, for me it's
1: like there's if you asked any like body language expert and i'm making air quotes because i don't know i don't really think that's a like a thing that like can, I, mean, oh, I think you, that's what Amy Cuddy could be. Like just look at him and say, "Oh, they're feeling this." Because if my power <laughs> pose is, I like to fold my arms and I like I, I broaden my shoulders and I spread my legs. And the most body expert, body language experts would say, folding arms means you're uncomfortable. Or you're closed off. To yeah, you're closed off. New
0: ideas or
1: whatever. But when I fold my arms, I feel like, I don't know, like I'm just. I feel like a bouncer at a club. I don't yeah, know. Like you're just yeah. ready to go, kind of pushing out the biceps a little bit. I don't know. Yeah,
0: like what I'm doing right now. Yeah, yeah I don't know if you can see
1: it. You can't see it with the black jacket. It's pretty My baggy. the arms. <laughs> I don't know. That's 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 mine. And so I guess the point of what we're trying to say here is that um, choosing a power pose for yourself to help you feel more powerful and less like a defeated lobster. Find something that's comfortable for you, but does have the general ideas of taking up space and broadening yourself a little bit. And that could take any form that's comfortable for you. But I guess the point of the matter is to to take up space and to, to really broaden yourself and open yourself up a little bit. Kind of like Jordan Peterson's chapter says, stand up straight with your shoulders back. And it's a posture thing, but it's also a mindset. And so it is important that you choose one that means something to you, I guess, and it's not just a generic power pose. Yeah, that's that's kind of what we're getting at with that. Yeah. So when
0: you think of someone powerful or a powerful pose, what do you what do you think of?
1: Yeah, what's the first thing that comes to your
0: mind? Yeah, what do you do and give it a try and just sit in that pose for two minutes And see how you feel. Yeah, and your serotonin levels will be raised. That's not going to be like Skyrocket through the roof, Mm -hmm. But you will have better serotonin levels. You'll feel better about yourself. You'll be more confident You'll feel more secure and that brings lower cortisol levels as well, the stress chemical,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is really cool. It's, it's this. I guess this is what we we're talking about earlier: how we're going to reverse
1: it a little bit. That mm-hmm. you can, you don't have to have the high serotonin levels in order to have that good posture. You can have the good posture, and then that which, which brings the high serotonin levels. And um, great quote: This is kind of pulled from a summary of Jordan Peterson's book. Said that serotonin seems to improve pro-social behavior and reduces aggression. Reduces aggression, which makes sense since high-status people have much less to lose with violence, while low-status ones do not. And so that 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 power stance that you take, let's say like, um, I don't say you have like a public speaking event coming up. I don't know Mm if you give a presentation in Mm -hmm. class or at work taking a good power pose even beforehand like eating was saying like let's say you have a few minutes in the bathroom stall to yourself
0: i don't know where you can That's just what go amy in says in her talk is yeah exactly for an interview go in the bathroom instead of sitting out in the lobby all curled up reading notes or whatever go in the bathroom and do a power pose in the stall or in the mirror
1: yeah hopefully it's like a single like person bathroom where you can just go in with the mirror and you can just like stare at yourself and just like be broad-shouldered and just kind of Notice yourself, and that's a really cool, there's actually another good quote now that I say that, like looking at a mirror, I don't know if this is going to make sense, I'm going to read this quote, it's about mirrors and power poses, it says, there is an interesting experiment where an alpha male monkey is with a pack of other males, and the submissive behavior of the other males reinforces the alpha's perception of himself, but if you put in the alpha male in front of a one-way mirror, where he can't see the submissive behavior of the other males, he lowers the serotonin. I'm now reading this and show that it doesn't make sense what I'm trying to say, but... Um oh this actually is more what I, what I was trying to say is that if you see yourself with a power pose now this is really what I wanted to say so ignore that last part the last like 10 seconds <laughs> it was a different quote that I thought it was going to say but if you if you see yourself in a power pose that really ancient part of your brain like that lobster part of your brain is going to recognize yourself as an alpha male or female as a as a strong a top of the hierarchy lobster. It's gonna recognize you as that and then your brain's gonna realize, wait, that's me. I'm the powerful lobster that I'm looking at and you're gonna start acting like it because you're gonna recognize yourself socially that you are a, you look like one and so you're gonna start acting like it. And that's starting mm-hmm. to answer the question. You really can fake it till you become it because it really is like you see and you believe it and so if you can look at yourself in a mirror and see that power pose, that's gonna make the difference. And um, recognize it in yourself and even just noticing, wow, I'm I'm standing up straight. I feel good about this. I feel strong. I feel powerful. And like, I love that quote from the movie Onward. Have you ever seen that? Where like, the mom is doing a... I don't know if I have. It's like her, so it's like, there's this is part of the movie where her mom's doing, like, a workout. And the, the it's, like, on a TV. And, the, like, the person running the exercise says, repeat after me, I am a powerful... No, I am a mighty warrior. <laughs> and, like, she's, like, working out while she's doing it. And I say that all the time to myself, but like <laughs> seeing yourself in the mirror, you can say like, "Wow, I do look like a mighty warrior right now because you're you're faking it till you become it it's mm-hmm. such a cool mm-hmm. loop that you get into because that increases your serotonin, and then you actually are yeah. going to exude those behaviors that those high hierarchy high lobster hierarchy lobsters show it's like a
0: a weird loop that you can start just by Doing a power pose yeah. in the bathroom. It's so cool. Yeah, you'll think, man, I really do deserve to be at AlphaCon. What yeah. am I doing here? I am an Alpha. I'm not a Beta. <laughs> <laughs> I deserve to be at AlphaCon.
1: Yeah. yeah, and I guess the the quote that I was looking for, now that I found it, it says, um, if others cow t- kowtow to you, you believe you're higher on the so- social hierarchy. If others belittle and reject you, you believe you're lower on the social hierarchy. And so, and that has a lot, of, what I wanted to say with that is that Um, if you can fake it, (laughs) I guess that's the Mm -hmm. best way to put it, Mm -hmm. Um, people will see you and maybe kowtow to you a little bit more. And then you're going to actually feel like you are higher on the social hierarchy. You're going to feel like one of those big bad lobsters or big bad chimps. Um, But then on the flip side, if you are doing the little defending yourself and being really small, um, people are going to treat you that way. And then you're gonna, that's going to reinforce the idea even more. And so by making that decision to choose those power poses, it's going to be reinforced not only by yourself, but also by people around you, like in your social environment. Uh, the other lobsters, quote unquote, are going to treat you that way. And that's going to reinforce the idea and pump even more serotonin and dopamine and lower those cortisol levels even more since it's a social interaction with other people.
0: Bingo. Bingo and that kind of brings us to this quote here. This is by Lauren Miller, and she's talking about how—I guess I'll just read this. Behavior that is repeated evokes a positive or negative biological response and creates new neural pathways, which create new positive or negative perceptions, which elicit new emotions, which which create new outcomes. So think about this for a moment. Life happens, and it will remain objective until you label it negative or positive. Now here's what's interesting, I love this here. She goes on to say, as soon as you slap a mental label onto your circumstance, so if you are if you think that others, if you engage in mind reading, you think others are looking looking at you and they're like belittling you or whatever, as soon as you slap a label on it as like inferior, your body responds and follows your mental lead is life for or against you she said she says the choice is yours and directly affects the outcomes you will experience so here you can reverse that process right you can even if you're not feeling confident if you go into like your first college class or i don't know a lot of people get nervous like going to church or different things like that into so- social shashu social circumstances when you can feel nervous. No one's going to know that you feel nervous if you go in there looking confident. You only know someone's really nervous if they look like they're nervous, right? Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, if you think about it, you see someone and you say, oh, that guy's really nervous. How do you know? Always maybe, you know, kind of curled up. I mean, this is kind of my power position. But anyways, you kind of like, generally, they're curled up or they're... Angsty, shaking their leg. Angsty, yeah, shaking their leg, kind of looking around maybe sweating a little bit. I mean, I guess you can't really control your sweat, but Mm -hmm. regardless, anyway, you get what I'm trying to say, is that's how you know they're nervous. But if someone walks in, they sit down, they put their arm around another chair that's empty, they spread out their books or whatever, take up space, you're like, man, that guy's really confident. But on the inside, he could be like, man, I'm so nervous right now, but I'm trying. I'm trying to just be confident. And eventually, after that's repeated, just like uh, Lauren Miller says here, behavior that is repeated evokes a positive or negative biological response. And so at first, if you walk into a class, you feel nervous, but you spread yourself out to try and make yourself feel confident. Over time, that will evoke the response of confidence. Even at first, it won't because you're not used to it. And things like this do take time. It's not gonna be like you walk into one class, you feel nervous, but you spread yourself out into a power pose, and then you're confident the rest of your life. Like that's obviously not how it works. Everything takes time, especially when you're changing behavior, it can take a long time. And eventually you will make it. But what Amy Cuddy talks about, her big thing is not only will you make it if you do these things, you will become the very thing that you want to become just by acting like it, which I think is really powerful. Yeah. it um. There's this, um.
1: how about this, it's called a negative feedback loop. I think that's, no, a positive. So winning creates a positive feedback loop. And so if you can get into that positive feedback loop that creates change, that's what a positive feedback loop, that things are changing and progressively becoming like more and more like where you want to be, I mm-hmm. guess. That would be the best way to describe mm-hmm. a positive feedback loop. Winning creates that. And so by faking it, faking your posture and faking making yourself look like you are confident, even on the inside you're not, it's like the analogy of the duck treading water on the surface. Like on the on the water, they look really calm and cute and resolute. And, but under the water, their legs are just flapping really quick. And that's what it might be like for a while for you if you are going to the situations where you become really nervous or where you have in the past became really small and defensive and like a losing socially low lobster. You might have been like that in the past, but if you start to try to change your posture and act like it, it creates that positive feedback loop where you start to feel like you're winning and that'll give you the serotonin you need um, to continue that positive feedback loop to where you actually start, you'll actually start winning. You'll start to feel like you really are a winner. You are a strong lobster. You are at the top of the food chain because
0: you're an alpha.
1: Yeah, you are an alpha. <laughs> if you can fake it enough, eventually, because there's a thing called the, expe- this is, there's a thing called the expectancy effect that you are going to act in the way that you expect something to go. So if mm. you expect a movie to be bad, you're going to watch the movie and find ways that it is bad. See bad. Yeah, you're going to see yeah. the bad. And so yeah. if you kind of taking that into this where you take good posture and you exude the the characteristics of a winning lobster, that expectancy effect, you probably will have the outcome of a winning lobster. And then you're gonna get just enough confidence you need to continue that. And eventually that's just gonna become the new neural pathway. You will just be an alpha. You will fake it enough to the point where you just become it. And that's kind of the, just the theme of our episode today, that it is possible that by making a decision, I guess, and using your agency to notice when you are acting like a defeated lobster with either your posture or your mindset, you're just going into things like you're going to lose anyways because that's another mm-hmm. thing, is a mindset thing. Mm-hmm. And Jordan Peterson talks about that a ton. That's that's most people's situation. It's not that they really need to stand up straight, which most people do. Most people do need to go into things with better posture and better better body language, but more often than not, they need to go into it with a better mental posture. They need to go into things with a better expectation instead of thinking that going into it as a loser, they need to go into things as a winner. And even that could cause you to act in a way like an actual winner.
0: Yeah. Change your posture like a winner. Yeah. Or uh, someone who's confident and powerful.
1: Exactly. Like I think one of the best examples of this, I think, I'm going to try to cite where I heard this. Um, I think it was with testing that like kids that would go into a test expecting to just do bad, hmm. I think it was like math students in elementary school. The ones that were told that they were gonna do bad or that told themselves they were gonna do bad, mm-hmm. they ended up failing more often than not. And the kids that went into it telling themselves like expecting to do good or expecting to um, perform well on the test they did because they were, just, they were expecting and they acted in the way that matched their mental posture and then, like we said earlier, we can affect our mental posture by our physical posture, and so hope this is all making sense now. The the loop that we can create for ourselves, even just by taking a power pose in the bathroom, because that power pose can affect the way that you think, and that this is kind of like a CBT thing in a way, but mm-hmm. it, it's true and it works. That your posture will affect the way that you think, and then the way you think will affect the way that you act, and so by by making a small decision, like changing your either your mental posture, physical posture, or both, you can create a really good positive feedback loop, and. Start to win and then continue to win because winners win more the more that they win. Like, I don't know if that Boom. makes sense. But <laughs> I think it makes, makes sense to my yeah. brain.
0: Yeah, because it reinforces that positive feedback loop. Yeah.
1: Like, the best basketball players I think of LeBron James, part of the reason that he's probably so good is because he's won so many times. He and knows has, he's good. And he knows he's good because yeah. he's won. Yeah. And that had to start somewhere, probably because he took good posture mentally and physically and got him a few wins, and now that's just his new new neural pathway. Winning is just a part of who he is. And I think anyone can do that with anything they want to do Mm -hmm. by taking the proper steps like the things we're talking about today.
0: So you can see how this goes both ways, how if you go into something thinking you're gonna do well, your body's gonna respond. Mm -hmm. And next time, try this. If you go into something thinking you're not gonna do well, change your posture. Go into it physically like you are going to do well and it will affect what you think as well. And so it's, it goes both ways. Your body affects your mind, your mental state, your mental state affects your body. And so whatever one you struggle with, if you struggle more with a, uh, you know, feeling inferior a lot, try and, you can either, I mean, try going into it with looking superior, looking like an alpha, whatever that looks like for you, then those feelings may kinda of go away. And your mental state will say, okay. Like, as your serotonin levels raise, your dopamine will raise. Say, okay, like I'm really I'm doing this. You know, I am a winner. I'm a champion. I'm an alpha. I deserve to be an alpha con. Yeah. I just think that's <laughs> I know, I <laughs> it's think, so funny. No, that's a that's <laughs> such
1: a good way to look at it too. Like there's these these two good quotes I just came up as I was scrolling through one of the articles that I was reading beforehand. And this is straight out of Jordan Peterson's book. Um, and I love this. He says that to stand up straight with your shoulders back is to accept the terrible responsibility of life with eyes wide open. It means deciding to voluntarily transform the chaos of potential into realities of habitable order. It means adopting the burden of self-conscious vulnerability and accepting the end of the unconscious paradise of childhood where finitude and mortality are only dimly comprehended and comprehended. It means willingly undertaking the sacrifices necessary to generate a productive and meaningful reality. And then just a couple of things, um, one other quote, um, an unnecessarily complicated word salad I know, but to make it simpler, I like to summarize this lesson into one word, courage. To me, standing up straight with your shoulders back is an act of courage. It's like signaling to the world that you're strong enough to face any challenges that face you, regardless of any, regardless of whether or not you can actually can handle it. However, instead of fake it till you make it, this is more about believing in yourself so others can believe in you. So fake it till you become it. Yeah, exactly. Because it's about showing the world and showing yourself that even if like you really don't have that courage, that you're displaying the attributes of create courage. And just like everything else we said, if you can fake it enough, you will develop enough courage to where that's just your new neural pathway, your new normal, Of like, that's just who you are. You mm. become it. You fake it enough to where you become it. And that this is all talking in loops, but it's such a simple thing
0: that it's This whole episode is a loop. Yeah. Because what we're talking about is literally a loop. Yeah, positive feedback loops. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's changing
1: one um, challenging the system enough to where you can change the loop from a negative feedback loop where nothing where everything stays the same into a positive feedback loop where things change in a positive direction. Mm. That's what this is all about, is challenging the system changing your posture that's challenging the system changing your mindset that's challenging the system to a point where you can get outside yourself enough to start
0: acting like a winner to the point where you are a winner and i know it sounds kind of like phony stuff but i mean as i've experienced this in my life as i've like faked it or walked into something with confidence i really did start to feel like i was more confident and like okay i may not know exactly what i'm doing But I have confidence that I will be able to learn what I'm trying to learn and be able to accomplish whatever it is I want to do. Now, we'll just end here with this quick quote from Lauren Miller, who quotes two other doctors. So she says, Wayne Dyer sums it up with a simple statement. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. So you can apply that to exactly what we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. She goes on to say, in the field of epigenetics, Dr. Bruce Lipton has also simplified this unseen process. Be very careful what you think, because your body is listening. So if you're thinking all the time that you are inferior, you're not as great as everyone else, your body hears you, it listens, and it's going to shrink and show everyone, it'll put you in a negative feedback loop, show everyone that you are are inferior. You're a defeated lobster. You're a defeated lobster. But you can change that just by your body posture. And again, if you don't believe us, link TED Talk down below, articles down below. Go read the studies mm-hmm. and it works. And so I challenge you, we will challenge you this week too yeah. to give it a try. Just 1 minute, 2 minutes a day is think of a powerful pose. What's your power pose? and sit in it for two minutes, or stand in it, whatever. And that will literally, physically, increase your serotonin levels and decrease your cortisol levels. So increase your happy chemicals, increase your energy levels and decrease stress just by the way you stand and give you a better mental state as well.
1: Yeah, so just stand up straight with your shoulders back and see how it changes your life, not only physically, but also try to start thinking that way too. And like Enoch has been saying, it will affect you to a point where you'll notice it. You'll definitely notice it. So yeah, we challenge you to
0: do that. And do it every day for a week. Yeah, See what happens. Not just one day. Yeah, because that's not
1: enough. Like that, You have to challenge the system a little bit more for it to start to get ingrained. So yeah, take a week until our next episode maybe. There you go. And maybe see how that affects you.
0: Sit in the power pose the entire episode next week. Ch- bet. Challenge that. Yeah, bet. <laughs> <laughs> and challenge you that it's going to work. i mean i just this last week with stuff
1: that's been going on i took a power pose in certain situations where i felt nervous and i felt the difference it's it's a real thing so especially and especially if you're going into a a point where you usually get nervous and act like a defeated lobster maybe try those power poses before then because that's when it's going to have its most effect too Mm -hmm. right before a moment Mm -hmm. where you usually act the most like a defeated lobster so before those Those times or those moments in meetings or at school or talking to a friend that you're, I don't know, nervous around. I don't know. You want to impress. You want to impress. Take a power pose before and see how different you feel. And then maybe leave a comment on this video and tell us how it went.
0: Yeah. Leave a comment down down below.
1: DM us on Instagram. We'd love to hear your stories.
0: Yeah. We have, our Instagram is pretty bumping right now. We, I mean, get a couple thousand views on our reels and our videos. And it's really fun. So leave comments down below on our videos. We, might even We're, we're going we're gonna to do a reel right now, and it could even be a power pose reel. Yeah. And you can comment down below what your power pose is and how you feel. Yeah, let's do it. Very so cool. <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening. Yeah. And we'll catch you in the next episode. What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? Yeah. What about, what about therapy?